0: Hello and welcome to Bruins Built This, a daily Bruin podcast about student and alumni entrepreneurs. My name is Evelyn Bailey, a podcast contributor, and I am here for our very first episode of Bruins Built This. Today I am interviewing Presley Campbell and Alden Kramer of the brand Campbell & Kramer. Campbell & Kramer is a business that specializes in creating sustainable fashion. The Southern California brand has been seen on numerous celebrities and influencers, and we are excited to have its founders on the podcast today. Hello, Presley and Alden, and welcome to Bruins Built This. I am very honored to be here. So you two met as first-year roommates at UCLA. Then after discussing sustainable fashion, you decided to create your own clothing line. Can you tell me a little bit about the process of starting your business? Yeah. Um-
1: I would say that, I mean, yeah, Pressy and I, we bonded over our love of fashion. That's kind of how we became like, that's a bonding point that we had when we were becoming roommates and um, she was in a sustainability cluster and I, you know, sustainable fashion was kind of a buzzword at the time anyway, and come, you know, combine our love for fashion and the growing influence of sustainability we decided that we wanted to try out launching our own clothing line, Campbell and Kramer. Um, And we did that in the spring quarter. Um, And it was very trial and error when we first started. But I would say the first like concrete start was when we went to a Goodwill and bought a bunch of stuff that we thought we could fix up and turn around. And that was the start of our company.
2: I would also say like when we were first starting we were two people who like loved fashion and constantly kept up with it and we didn't know of like many sustainable brands that were like on trend and like had pieces that we would wear on an everyday basis so we wanted to sort of like be a brand that could be that and also be at a like decently accessible price point for people because the only like accessible sustainable shopping method we knew of at the time was like thrifting.
0: And can you describe a little bit more for me? Um, You said that you went to a Goodwill and you just started thrifting from there. How did that take off into Campbell and Kramer?
2: Yeah, we just we literally used our own like 50 bucks and went to the thrift store and got pieces that we thought we could use the fabric or the shape to make into the like a few designs that we had sketched. At the time, we had an extra bed and desk in our dorm and just started cutting and sewing things and take put, took pictures and started an Instagram and website for it. Yeah,
1: we had like we had this top called the Lola top and we were able to find like cashmere, lace, things to kind of combine into that one design. And I would say before we like went public and told everyone on our Instagram, we kind of um had a couple designs, had a couple trial pieces just to make sure we knew what we were doing um, and like could do what we had envisioned. Um and then yeah, so we just started with like a couple of pieces before we mentioned it to anyone.
0: Um, how did you balance your academic and social lives with running a business all while being at UCLA?
2: Um, I would God. say when we <laughs> <laughs> when we moved like, well, we started it in the spring freshman year, and then um during the summer it was a lot easier to do it being at home. We're both from Orange County, so we live close to each other, which makes it convenient. Um, but we have a lot more space and resources at home. And then when we moved into our sorority house sophomore year, it definitely like presented challenges. Like we would be in like the basement of A-feet <laughs> sewing <laughs> like once a week or something. Cause we both at that time were like in the heaviest part of our majors too. So that was definitely mm-hmm. hard. And I would say like, we would just prioritize school versus this, like at different times of the week. But then it really started like growing and taking off during COVID, like during quarantine, which was convenient timing because we had nothing else to do and we were at home with all of our resources and stuff. So at that point, um, like the time balance issue wasn't really an issue anymore. Yeah, I would say, um,
1: on exactly what Presley said, um, I, I remember soft, like there were definitely challenges though, when like we just had to forfeit something at Campbell and Kramer for school or every now and then forfeits, you know, something at school to move something along at Campbell and Kramer. Um, I remember sophomore year, I was like doing econ and architecture and architecture like was obviously, you know, really time intensive. And so there were definitely some hard parts, but I think once we went home for better or for worse during COVID it definitely freed up time. Um, and so that was like s- just a helpful breakthrough, um, finding something good out of something bad that happened. Um, and since then, I, I feel like we also put a lot of time in on the weekends, we're able to be pretty organized and understand when things need to be done. And then we just prioritize from there. And, um, and like, lastly, it's, it does use up a lot of free time, but it's also something like we love doing so much so that it doesn't really, I guess it doesn't like hurt too bad to just spend a bunch of free time on it.
0: So you guys mentioned, um, the brand taking off during COVID. Could you tell me a little bit more about that and what that was like?
2: Yeah. So basically we had always, um, like experimented with dyeing things like hand dyeing. Um and during quarantine obviously tie-dye became like a huge trend. Um so we started out at the beginning just thrifting whatever we could find of like plain plain like sweat sets and like cutting them into shorts or whatever we wanted them to be in sewing um and hand dyeing them. And then the demand like outgrew that so we had to source other materials to make our sustainable sweat sets, And we were hand dyeing like hundreds of pieces out of our laundry rooms at home um, because influencers started, it was really like because of the influencers, I feel like during quarantine, um, everyone was on their phones a lot and the whole influencer market was really taking off. Um, and once we had a few influencers start posting in it, it was like a domino effect. And which turned into like celebrities DMing for them. And that was like really our piece, especially the pink and yellow sweat sets. Everyone was obsessed with those specific ones. Um, Yeah. And from there, we still
1: still get asked all the time to like have a constant stock of pink and yellow sweat sets.
0: (laughs) Are you guys both working full time for Campbell and Kramer right now? No,
1: I actually work full time at another job right now. Um, but once again, like most of my free time or, you know, like the remaining hour of the evening, like I'll spend doing some Campbell and Kramer work, but largely on the weekend I spend time doing Campbell and Kramer.
2: Yeah. I'm still in school. Like at UCLA.
0: So did you experience any backlash building your business? Did you have any hard moments that made you think maybe we should stop here? And how did you overcome those obstacles?
1: I, at one point, point when like sophomore year, when architecture was getting super heavy and, um, Campbell and Kramer, like it was more of a passion project and we hadn't had the success that, you know, we've witnessed in the more recent years. I was kind of wondering like, okay, like I need to like at least pause this because I don't have any more time and I don't, I'm not seeing results. Um, fortunately though, that's the great thing about having a business partner is that You're not making you can't really make decisions for you can't make executive decisions, and I think that's a good thing to have someone there to help you help encourage and push it along. Um, and also just to feel like to give it gives you like a bigger sense of responsibility that this brand isn't just yours, it's also someone else's, and you need to help them. Um, so that it's even during that moment when it was really hard, it was good having someone like there.
2: To be like accountable. Yeah. I feel like uh, another hard time was like when the demand for the tie dye was like outgrowing the two of us because it was literally just us dyeing them ourselves. And it was really hard for us to find a factory and like a dye house that were sustainable, were local to OC and LA and willing to um, meet our like low minimum quantities because we don't want it to be like almost like made to order so we don't waste anything and it's like sells out every drop and most places have like huge minimums or it's like overseas production to be able to be something we could afford at the time. And so it was really hard to find people that would work with us and work with what we like wanted to accomplish. So that was definitely a challenge we faced.
0: Can you elaborate on your goals of being a sustainable brand and how you work to achieve them?
1: Yeah, I think one thing that we've done pretty well, um, is create clothes based on demand. So we barely have any, like I, we just don't have clothes going to waste. Um, and that's largely because we also do like this small batch production, but, and we currently only use American made, um, manufacturers to make our, um, teas and sweats. And then we invest a lot of time, um, Vintage shopping and sourcing so many used clothes and kind of improving them and then reselling them. Um, but I think so. We're you know obviously operating very sustainably now, but in the future um, we're kind of challenging ourselves to improve that even more. And instead of having just American-made sweat sets, we want to have them be you know made from one hundred percent recycled cotton, um, and we want to have a couple custom designs that allow for the same pattern, but we can incorporate a bunch of dead stock materials and kind of recycle them throughout just a couple patterns. So, um, I would say there's a lot while we are kind of doing a lot to be sustainable. There's a lot, there's a long way to go. And we're excited for that.
0: In terms of marketing, how do you use social media to promote your business?
2: We, we use Instagram and TikTok, um, but mainly Instagram and for social media, it's like mainly influencers, but the market is like changing so quickly. And like just the whole social media marketing in general changes so quickly. And like, even during quarantine, like when, um, it was taking off more, we saw such bigger like turnarounds and results from like when an influencer would post, like the influx of orders and followers we would get was so high at that time. And I don't know if that's just because people were on their phones more um, like during quarantine and paying more attention to that. Or if now just the influencer market became so saturated that people aren't necessarily clicking on every brand that an influencer posts or tags because there's so many influencers and they post every day about something new. Um, so it's tricky definitely to like keep up with what the new thing is on for social media marketing because I already feel like it's changed so much from when we were just working with influencer posts. But there's also, um, you can promote your things on Instagram. You can like pay to, for them to promote the posts and things, but I honestly don't see much, so see much results from that either. Um, but I feel like the new... Wave right now is more reels and TikTok uh, because people like the more relatable real content and like to see it styled in a video format. Um, it's more relatable, I guess. So yeah, that's what we're working with right now. Yeah,
1: and I would also say it just helped us. Um, like having social media has really helped us connect with people across the country um like internationally to either work on collaborations with them or just customers in general keep in touch with people and obviously that one you know helps us keep in touch with our customer base on such an easy platform that everyone wants to spend time on anyway um and also it's you know facilitated collaborations with us and restaurants influencers and I don't think that could have been possible without Instagram.
0: How involved are you two in the process of posting and creating a social media presence?
2: We do every, we do it all. <laughs> we do everything um, for the brand.
0: Yeah. So yeah, doing
2: all the <laughs> doing all the social media and stuff for sure is like yeah, all us.
0: What is it mm-hmm. like to see celebrities like Cody Ko or Olivia O'Brien in your designs? unreal <laughs>
2: I feel like it like, yeah. doesn't hit you every like, time we like text each other yeah yeah like I feel like it doesn't really hit you and then I don't know it just is like it's such a surreal feeling um but like just the other day I like walked into my friend's apartment and they were watching a Cody Co video and he was wearing our shirt and they're like oh my god look and I'm like oh my god like it's just crazy it doesn't even like fully process in your mind I feel like Um, That you're, like, DMing Mm -hmm. these people. Like, I'm just, like, DMing Madison Beer.
0: What have been some of your favorite projects so far?
2: What would you say, Alden? I feel like one of my favorites was our collab with Lucy McFadden that we recently, the baby teas we recently collabed with her on. um, Because I followed her and her sister Ella since I was, like, in middle school. Since we're all from Orange County and stuff and knew of them. And so, and they were the first influencers to really support us in the beginning. Ella was, like, one of the first to ever post the pink and yellow tie-dye set. So, I feel like, um, collabing with her was kind of, like, a full circle. Her being the first influencer we collabed with on, like, a collection was a -hmm. full circle moment and really fun to work with her and design with her.
1: Yeah, I would say that was one of my favorite, um, projects too especially because it was so super insightful into what it's like working with people like especially when you're going back and forth on designs it's also so refreshing to get a third person um like it's so refreshing to see their set of ideas that are completely um not influenced by yours so it's like having yeah just a very fresh set of ideas um and then also I'd say some of my favorite projects are all of our vintage drops because we spend hours finding the pieces and then we spend hours styling them. And it's really fun to take an object kind of, and give it a new context in a really like usable, wearable kind of way.
0: What was the process like collaborating with Malibu Farm and influencer Lucy Ray McFadden? Yeah,
1: it was, it was great. Um, Mal. Blue Farm was great to work with. They, it's so cool because, you know, there's the Malibu location, there's a the Newport location. So whether we're at school or at home, we're like, we feel close to each one. And initially we kind of found the common ground. They, you know, have extremely fresh local ingredients. And that's kind of our ethos when it comes to clothing, local, new. Um, so that was kind of the common ground. And we're both from orange county so we kind of pitched that and got to work with them um and designing clothes that was also a great project because it was interesting seeing what a restaurant wants as their aesthetic and like what it, what they wanted to have the clothing look like um and yeah it was just like a third party bringing in new ideas again which was super fun
2: yeah i love the collabs we've done i feel like it's so fun and, like, you learn so much more than I could in a classroom from like collaborating and talking business and contracts and all of that kind of stuff, too, and negotiating um, with like a big restaurant chain business. Um, we've learned a lot from that process. And I also feel like it's a long process, it's so fun and mm-hmm. great, but it like, Everything with clothing, but especially the collabs, like takes so much longer than anticipated. Like I remember in the beginning we thought like in a month we could have like samples or like pieces going, but all the back and forth. Um and everything just takes a lot longer than you would think. Yeah, it really does. But with that
1: said, I think the next ones we do will take so like we learned so much that it'll really mm-hmm. expedite the next round. Of collabs that we do do. Yeah, for sure.
0: What well, can you tell us about the future of Campbell and Kramer? Can you tell us about um, your upcoming projects or any goals you're hoping to accomplish?
1: I would just say we're so excited to, we'll have some new sets soon, and we're hoping those are going to be 100% made from 100% recycled cotton. And so we're really excited for new for new sweat sets we're releasing, um, kind of like a tube top and a mini skirt soon. Um, but what's so exciting is that we're using some dead stock fabric for that. And the patterns are so stand, like they're so versatile that we can constantly rotate new dead stock fabrics in them. So it'll be really exciting. Um, yeah, those are like the two newest, um, items on the horizon. Mm-hmm.
2: and we're working on some like upcycling some vintage pieces and we want just like some staple vintage pieces basically that we've upcycled and turned into thing like new things that we've designed and we're working on some new collabs too hopefully in the near future mm-hmm. which is exciting
0: always What's the biggest piece of advice that has helped you create and maintain a successful, sustainable clothing brand in the era of fast fashion?
1: I think just go for it. I, Presley and I always talk about the fact that we just started. Um, it was easiest using existing garments, which just happened to fulfill one of like our mission goals. Um, but just actually doing it, getting started, figuring things out is like the most important step maybe there are maybe there are times when I think we could have planned more but in the end like you just got to do it
2: yeah I would say for sure people I feel like have a lot of ideas and then don't act on them um because they're worried about like if they can do it or not but we like didn't have any experience necessarily and we just dove right into it um and if you're willing to put in the work then I think you'll figure it out eventually, but also I would say having a partner, um, to start something with helps so much because I feel like I never would have started it on my own. Um, if I didn't have someone else pushing me and pushing each other and holding each other accountable and just someone to lean on for every, through every step of the way, I feel like I could never imagine doing all that on my own and staying motivated. Yeah
1: especially when, you know, when things don't work out, when we, when problems happen, it's so great to have someone
2: to work through them with. It would definitely be a lot more stressful if it was
0: alone. So looking out into the future, do you guys have any like long-term, big future, just dream goals with Campbell and Kramer?
1: Personally, I would love to see a continuation of the sweats just because the new ones that we may get are like have such a cool texture and they fit so well. So as for now, like I'd love to keep doing iterations of different colors and all that. But I would also love to see us kind of having really staple patterns where we just endlessly move in new fabrics that are all dead stock all you know from random places that aren't where the fabric isn't going to be used anymore um Mm -hmm. I would love to just make a bunch of designs rotating in new
0: fabrics
2: Mm -hmm. I feel like we like combining edgy with like laid back SoCal fashion and also have a few pieces that are like really feminine um And I like that we have like a versatile style and like different items, I guess, that cover a lot of bases. Um, And we like having a lot of unisex pieces. So in the long run, yeah, I feel like if we can be a sustainable brand that has timeless versatile pieces people can wear every day, um, that'd be awesome.
0: And for those listening who have either never heard about Gamble and Kramer or have been longtime fans um do you have anything that you want to tell them or any messages you want to spread I would say
1: first off we have so many Bruin supporters and it literally makes our day because I, I mean I think everyone at UCLA is so cool so to see people around wearing Campbell and Kramer like makes me so happy it makes me very proud um so thank you to everyone who has shopped with Campbell and Kramer and, um, yeah, that's, that's the major thing I want to say.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just, thank you. I feel like starting, um, something while you're in college is also, even though it is like hard with all the time balance and stuff like that, it definitely provides you with a support system that's like insane and would not be there if you started this post-grad. Um, and I feel like being here and like, we have so many connections here and like, wonderful people around us that support and help us all the time. Um and we're so thankful to have that community behind us all the time.
1: Yeah. Actually adding in, we've been able to like use local talent. We you know, like models, photographers, like interns. It's been so great working with the UCLA community and everyone is so bright, engaging and motivated and creative. Um so that's been really helpful for us, our brand and developing an image and keeping us super motivated.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with me today. I really appreciate hearing from you and your business and I'm looking forward to seeing what's in store for Campbell and Kramer. Thank yeah. you so much Thank for Thank you, you so us. much for ha- <laughs> yeah,
1: we really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> Bruins Built This is brought to you by the Daily Bruin, UCLA student newspaper. You can listen to this show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And a transcript for the show is available at dailybruin.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.